48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. More than 40,000 pupils received their secondary school leaving exam results. The Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs says officials must show sincerity while reaching out to youngsters. And Ocean Park says its elderly panda, On On, is unwell and continues to suffer from poor appetite. Over 40,000 pupils received their secondary school leaving exam results this morning. One student, Sung Chi Pang, achieved a perfect score in the Hong Kong Diploma of Secondary Education exams, scoring a top grade five double star in all seven subjects. The student from Carmel Secondary School said he planned to continue his studies here as he had a strong sense of belonging. I do think that the political situation is being more split, like there are two rivalries. But then I think I have a very strong sense of belonging to Hong Kong, so I would still choose to continue my study in Hong Kong. Joseph, who studied at Yinghua, said he was happy that his results were good enough for him to enroll in a double degree at university, but he said he could have done better in some subjects. He said the compressed exam schedule due to COVID had made it difficult for him to prepare. On the original schedule, I would have approximately half to three quarters of a month for my whole examination, and I had seven subjects. So originally, it would be relatively simple for me. But in the end, because the whole examination schedule is just packed into a bit more than a week, and the whole thing just went by like a glimpse, and it was of course stressful. But all I'm a bit relieved that thing passed very quickly. Aisha is an ethnic minority DSE student. She has already secured a spot studying English at the University of Hong Kong under a new admission scheme where schools can nominate outstanding secondary six students for direct university entrance, regardless of their DSE results. The Islamic the Islamic Kassintuit Memorial College student told RTHK that she hoped to make good use of her background in Urdu to give back to her community. I really want to help ethnic minorities. I really want to contribute to my society, to my school. They all understand Urdu for sure. But I also want to communicate with them through English because English is one of the main language. And I know one thing for sure that my school will definitely welcome me if I want to teach here or help the ethnic minorities. Authorities have said more than 40% of local day school students met minimum university entrance requirements. Earlier, the head of a community college said he expected a further decline of up to 5% in the number of students sitting the Diploma of Secondary Education. Professor Ellis Chan from HKU Space Community College told RTHK this percentage was similar to previous years, but a declining birth rate and an exodus of students meant a shrinking number of candidates. Likely, we will be seeing another 3 to 5% decline. And it's not certain, you know, because I think the wave of immigration has yet to peak because of the pandemic. A lot of people are just waiting and see. And, you know, if more people decide to leave Hong Kong, that could impact the number of uh, school students pretty significantly. The Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs, Alice Mack, says young people must be given opportunities to pursue their dreams and succeed. She also says officials must show sincerity while reaching out to youngsters and hearing them out. Hong Kong's young people are very competent. They are very capable of themselves. I don't think they choose to lie flat. But of course, maybe they will feel that they don't have the ways to achieve their goals and targets or they find it very difficult to fulfill their targets or objectives. I think what we're trying to do 
is to empower them so that they find different ways to achieve their goals and objectives and we hope that given uh, the different uh, assistance and support uh, from the Hong Kong Island government and also from the central government, they will see hope and opportunities so they can fight for a better accomplishment. Education Minister Christine Choi says schools can handle matters professionally relating to male students who wish to wear long hair after a secondary pupil said he had filed a complaint with the Equal Opportunities Commission. The official said schools had their own rules for values education and cultivating ethos and they had been given clear guidelines on setting school rules. Ocean Park said one of their resident pandas, An-On, is still suffering from poor appetite and has been resting more. The park told RTHK that An-On has been feeling unwell for the past two weeks, that their animal care and veterinary teams were caring for him and doing their utmost to keep the geriatric giant panda comfortable. At 35 years old, An-On is the world's longest living male giant panda under human care. Suzanne Gendron is the former executive director of these of zoological operations at Ocean Park. She spoke to RTHK's Backchat program. I'm very saddened to hear that he's lost his appetite and slowing down. But I also celebrate that he's the oldest male panda and probably has lived longer than any other male panda and that he's had an amazing life that has influenced and inspired millions of our visitors for conservation and awareness of panda conservation. He's had a marvelous life worth living. The Hong Kong government has rejected a U.S. report on human trafficking. Officials said the rating given in the report, the second worst tier two watch list, was biased and unfair. Tom McAlinden with the details. In the 2022 Trafficking Persons Report, the U.S. State Department said the Hong Kong government does not meet the minimum standards for the elimination of trafficking. It said authorities here did not prosecute or convict any labour traffickers and sentenced criminals convicted for crimes related to sex trafficking to inadequate penalties. The report also stressed that despite the screening of thousands of vulnerable people for trafficking indicators, it identified only one victim. In response, the government said in a statement that human trafficking is not a prevalent problem in Hong Kong. Authorities said they've been proactive in the fight against trafficking and have injected an enormous amount of resources to combat it and to enhance the protection of foreign domestic helpers here. The statement added authorities had maintained their anti-trafficking efforts despite the challenges of the COVID-19 pandemic in the past two years. Former Chancellor Rishi Sunak again topped the MP's ballot in the race to become Britain's next Prime Minister. He won 118 votes, making him a likely contender for one of the final two places in the contest. Trade Minister Penny Mordaunt came second with 92 votes, followed by Foreign Secretary Liz Truss, who got 86. Former Equalities Minister Kemi Badenoch was eliminated after receiving the lowest number of votes. Tony Travers is a professor at the School of Public Policy at the London School of Economics. What will happen now is that Kemi Badenoch supporters will be put on enormous pressure to vote for the remaining three candidates, but particularly people who don't want either Penny Mordaunt or Liz Truss to be the candidate. People will, in a sense, be voting against one or other of them as well. So it's not just a positive, it's a negative thing. Very complicated, very difficult to um, guess. Rishi Sunak's 99% likely to become one of the two candidates. And then it really is down to these two and how today's loser, how her votes are allocated between the other two. 
everything taken into account on balance, Liz Truss looks slightly more likely to be the number two candidate. But I mean, whatever happens, there's a real chance that Liz Truss or Penny Mordaunt, who are more popular with the party members, if they, one of them who comes second in this race, could then go on to win, meaning MPs who more of them want Rishi Sunak might, got the, might not get the candidate the majority of them want. Once candidates are whittled down to two finalists, some 200,000 Conservative Party members will pick the winner, who will be announced as Prime Minister on September the 5th. The White House says Russia is laying the groundwork for the annexation of seized Ukrainian territory. The U.S. National Security Council coordinator for strategic communications, John Kirby, said ample intelligence and regular observation shows Russia is installing legitimate proxy officials in seized areas. Russia is beginning to roll out a version of what you could call an annexation playbook, very similar to the one we saw in 2014. And we know their next moves. First, these proxy officials will arrange sham referenda on joining Russia. Then, Russia will use those sham referenda as a basis to try to claim annexation of sovereign Ukrainian territory. Mr Kirby said the United States will shortly announce its 16th weapons package for Ukraine as it battles Russian forces in the east. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 21,020. That's 361 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $49 billion. The US dollar is trading at 138.05 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 2 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 43 cents. To sports, and we start with, foot, with what, football. One of football's most prolific strikers, Robert Lewandowski, has officially joined Barcelona. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Barcelona have completed the signing of the Poland international striker Robert Lewandowski from Bayern Munich on a four-year contract worth around $51 million. The 33-year-old had 12 months left on his contract with the German champions and he has joined his new teammates in Miami as part of Barcelona's four-match tour in the United States. Well, Lewandowski said the last few days have been very long, the deal is now done and he can focus on a new chapter and challenge in his life. Meanwhile, Bayern have signed the Netherlands international defender Matthias de Ligt from Juventus on a five-year deal worth around 82 million US dollars. German football broadcaster Talfi Khalil says de Ligt is a welcome addition to a packed but fragile defence. De Ligt is a young player. Um, he's very experienced for his young age. I think 38 matches for the German international team, uh, for the uh, Dutch international team. A lot of experience at Juventus. That's someone they say and they hope that, that, that he is tough enough to lead that defense, which, which had a lot of problems in the last few years. But now Bayern Munich has Hernandez, Upamecano, Pavard, Nyonzu, and Delic. They have a problem in the defense inside. I think they have to get rid of one of these players because uh, that, that'll, that'll cause a lot of trouble, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Britain's Jake Whiteman has upstaged Olympic champion Jakob Ingebrigtsen to win a thriller of a men's 1,500 metres at the World Athletics Championships in Eugene, Oregon. Ingebrigtsen led at the bell for the final lap, but Whiteman stuck with the pace and bolted with 200 metres to go, successfully holding off the Norwegian for victory. Meanwhile, Brazil's Alessandro Santos ran the third fastest time of all time to win the world 400 metres hurdles. And in the women's high jump, Eleanor Patterson took gold for Australia. 
The president of World Athletics, Sebastian Coe, hopes the current world championships will help increase the profile of the sport in the United States. Athletics isn't in the top five of the most watched sports in the country, but Coe is optimistic it can make its mark. We're going to work very closely with the United States uh, Track and Field Federation over the next, particularly over the next five or six years. We have a glide path from here into Los Angeles. It means about, it will mean creating more events. We're partnering also with agencies to help us out there in the field. You know, we're going to throw a lot of resource at this and it is important. It's a market that we need to be in. We're currently, you know, if you look at where the, where the sport currently sits in the US, it's, you know, on a good day it's about eight, on a not so good day it's about nine. So we've set ourselves the challenge of, of getting to five, which in a, you know, complicated US sports market is good, but that, that's, you know, not, that can't be left to, it'll be all right on the night. How important is it for the future of your sport? It's very important. It's not just about coming here and helping, you know, spread the word uh, and, and revitalize or punch life into a sport. Yeah, we want to do that, but actually the strength of the American market tells me that if we get it right here, it will have a knock-on effect for many of our federations around the world. In cycling, Hugo Ull took stage 16 of the Tour de France, becoming the first Canadian to win on the Tour since, Stephen, since Steve Bauer in 1988. Jonas Vindegaard retained his overall lead. He's 2 minutes 22 seconds ahead of defending champion Tade Pogacar. Geraint Thomas, another former champion, is a further 21 seconds back. The BBC's Matt Warwick has the latest. You might think things had cooled off a little following the rest day in this relentless tour, but Thomas again had to work hard to keep pace. The Ineos Grenadiers rider was briefly dropped behind Denmark's Vingago and defending champion Tade Pogaccia, but regained contact before the final descent. Things were even more sticky at the front, America's Matteo Jorgensen crashing on a left-hander, almost sliding straight into a cliffside stall selling honey. Like Thomas, he recovered, but this is just the beginning of three brutal days in the Pyrenees continuing with stage 17's climb to Pelagud. And now the weather, mainly fine, very hot in the afternoon, moderate south to southeasterly winds. The outlook, persistently very hot and fine weather for the rest of the week to midweek next week. The top temperature can reach 35 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. Right now it's 33 degrees Celsius, humidity at 68%, and the very hot weather warning is in force. To end the news, the top stories once again. More than 40,000 pupils received their secondary school leaving exam results. The Secretary for Home and Youth Affairs says officials must show sincerity while reaching out to youngsters. And Ocean Park says its elderly panda, On On, is unwell and continues to suffer from poor appetite. The news from RTHK. Thanks, Vicky. Yeah. Very good afternoon to you. Uh, no, it's not Noreen. It's James Ross here uh, for one day only.
wasn't really expecting to be here today, but here I am. In on the one, two, three show for Noreen. Yes, James Ross here. Loads of great music in the next uh, couple of hours for you. And we'll also be focusing on uh, the book fair a little bit later on. Uh, there's Ace of Bass and Always Have, Always Will from 1998. And, of course, you noted the samples of the Supremes, Where Did Our Love Go? And the Four Tops, I Can't Help Myself. They obviously love a bit of motel. Please drive. 